What up, what up, what up, people? This is, uh, welcome to the Tim Finn's Tailgate. My my co-host, Tonk7. This is another episode of Drop the Mic with Mike on the Mic. And, of course, the beautiful, as always, Tonk. How you doing tonight, Tonk? What's up, man? I'm good. Good. Just got off work. Got ready. Ready to go. Awesome. So, uh, y'all, please uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share the show, share the channel. Help us grow the show, guys. Uh, the input y'all give us was what makes part of this show so great is the fan interaction. And we're always going to do our yes. best to keep you involved yes. and, and, and you know show your comments and try to interact with you, answer your questions. And don't ever feel or hesitate to, to not ask you um, about – yeah, and for, for sure, for sure. We're at 100 subscribers, Tonk. We just crossed 100 subscribers tonight, brother. Nice. Big nice. time. Yeah, yeah. we're in the – we were coming up on 90 when I first got started, so I don't know how much that has to do with me, but, you know. Hey, man, those pretty eyes, now that you're looking at the camera more, maybe those are the best part, <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. Hey, but uh, for real, we just want to thank y'all so much. And just remember, like, subscribe, share, talk to us in the comments. Um, make sure you, you, you interact with this, because that's what we want. This is, a fan, this is the Finn's tailgate, but really, we are the fan's tailgate. This is the tailgate mm -hmm. party that never stops. And we are all about y'all. This is y'all are why we do this for for the ones that are are out there and that you know that man. I got a really good thought. I wish I could say something. Well, come on here. Uh, it's a dolphin. It's all right. I got rangers and stuff back there too. But but yeah, again, y'all got thank y'all so much for the hundred of y'all that are are watching us and, and listening to us um, and getting the notifications when we go live and and jumping in the comment with us and everything. It's really awesome, and I truly appreciate it. Um, yeah. Later on, later on, yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, and then later on during the show, Tonk, we're gonna have anybody and everybody that wants to jump in. We're gonna post a link. Y'all can come in, and, and you know, y'all can argue against what we've said. Y'all want to just discuss further anything we're covering. Um, definitely jump in the comments, and there will be a post, uh, a link posted for y'all to come in. And if y'all want to get on camera, you can, or you can do it no video, just mic, whatever y'all want to do, guys. We just want to interact with y'all and um, and really get this show. And you know, we're gonna. We're going to touch a little bit about on Tua. We're going to touch a little bit mm -hmm. uh, on the state of the Dolphins. Maybe we'll talk to mm -hmm. Coach Flo. Uh, we're going to – there's something big going on at the American Airlines Center down here in Texas. Um, I'll, mm. I'll touch on that later on. That has to do yeah. with our free – that has to do with our free Madden giveaway. Y'all remember, guys, we're giving away a free oh. copy of Madden. Don't matter – it don't matter what system it is. Uh, we, we gave a name yesterday on Cash and Tickets with Big Kev and Brandon the Bookie. Free Madden, free Madden. Oh, <laughs> but uh, and then we're also gonna give away a name tonight, and then we're gonna give a name away on the Finn Tailgate Show. And the first person to comment with all three names, you're gonna win a free copy. We're gonna buy the digital code, whatever platform you want. We'll send it to you, and uh, it's just a way to say thank you for tuning in and paying attention to what we have going on. We like to give away stuff. Um, those of you that don't know El Capitan. Uh, this is all due to him, guys. Like, the man is putting in so much work mm -hmm. on top of his business he has in real life, his family, everything going mm -hmm. on. He's putting in mad amounts of work to get this running the way he wants it to run for y'all. And, I mean, he brought me and Tonk together. That's my brother from another mother, and mm -hmm. I ain't never actually seen him in person. But, um, yeah, so tonight's going to be a good show. And, uh, really, I just want to open it up because, Tonk, <clears> I, I haven't really got to hear your opinion much. But I really want to open it up by asking you, what what is your – where are you on this whole Tua situation in the Miami Dolphins? Um, so, I mean, you know, being a 
being a lifelong, uh, you know, like fan of the Dolphins, but also watching a lot of this, you know, this, the seasons that they played where they're, you know, where they're uh, countless times we've had our hearts broke. Uh, they even had songs about it. Um, but um, I think that, I think that we saw what we saw with that one streak, regardless of how good the teams were, shows that there is a chance there to keep that conformity and to to work as a team to win. Um, I just think that they're still slacking in areas. Um, and, you know, I think, um, you know, as far as I think they have the guidance, but I just don't know what, you know, what they're missing. They obviously missing some key parts you know, to win the way they, they were winning and lose that way against Tennessee, even though Tennessee, I didn't realize Tennessee was going to be number one in AFC after that game. Um, I didn't, yeah, a lot of stuff I, fell the right I way. I did not realize that. Like, that's what I said. I was talking to you guys before. You know, they're the dark horse. They're always the dark horse these past, you know, seasons. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Tua is the quarterback that we could use moving forward. I, you know, I think he has potential. I wish they could like develop him and and uh, Braxton Miller more. Braxton Miller, right? No, no, Jacoby Brissett. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Jacob, sorry. I think they both played for uh, Ohio State. Though. Yeah, they Jacoby did. Jacoby Brissett. They did at the same time. So, like, I I wish they could we could see more of that in the NFL, like dual quarterback. You know, they tried it before with the Wildcat, but I don't know. I mean, I just, you know, hope wish them the best. You know, I want to see them succeed. Uh, you know, they're, you know, a favorite of Florida. You know, a lot of history with that team and stuff. And um, I just think that – I think that hey, – Before we get fact-checked, fact Jacoby Brissett went to NC State. I don't want anybody accusing them of not mm. knowing football. I saw that happen a little bit today. I just looked it up. You can argue with me. I'll share the screen, show it to you if you want. Okay, my bad. My <laughs> it's bad. okay. We, you know, it's just the, the people. You know, there's there's a lot of people out there trying to bash people for not knowing football today. Yeah, you know, we'll get to that in a second. But anyways, finish up on Tua, Bubba. Um, yeah, I mean that's all I got to say. I um, I don't, you know, I like I don't think he would have done as well as he did at Alabama. But obviously, you know, like we talked about defense in the past, maybe it was more defense bringing them them, you know, them wins. When they Look were Brandon uh, coming, Brandon coming with the who? Quick, who did quick Tua? He started at Florida. No, Jacoby Brissett did. Huh? Why did I think? Why did I? I don't know. I'd be getting names mixed up, like players <laughs> I ain't even close to each other. But at least I corrected myself a little bit when I said Jacoby Brissett. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, man. Um, you know what? What do you think about it? <sighs> I've been waiting, and I've been waiting, trying to figure out how is going to come at this whole situation. But at the end of the day, here's my deal. We all, whether you like Tua, whether you don't like Tua, whether you like Flo or you don't like Flo or Greer or Ross or anybody on the team, Devontae Parker, Austin Jackson, Liam Eikenberg, anybody, Jesse Davis, uh, whether you like them or you don't like them, they're on the Miami Dolphins. That is your team. That is our team. This whole Tua thing has just split us right down the middle, man. Like, there's people out there that remember before Dan Marino. They remember Dan Marino. They remember at the end of Dan Marino's career. They remember Jay Fiedler. They remember everybody. Then there's the, those of us that, you know, Dan Marino was drafted the year I was born. So I don't necessarily remember watching him too much, but I, I watched the Jay Fiedler, the, the, you know, Chad Haney, the, the quarterbacks we have, Ryan Tannehill. I was a Tannehill believer, mm. but 
based more so because he was on my team. It's not that yeah. I I ignored the the stats that or the faults in his game. Everybody has faults. Nobody. Last time I checked, there was one perfect person ever created on this earth, and that that's it. Everybody's got their flaws. When it comes to football, you on a big stage, and you're there to to prove that you're the guy and take the franchise to the next level. And maybe you can't. Maybe you're unable to. Maybe you just don't have that skill set. Maybe you're not developed well enough. Whatever goes into it, you're going to have your flaws as, as a quarterback or as a person, period. So when it comes to the Dolphins, I, I, I support and I rep the team. I rep the Miami Dolphins. I, mm-hmm. I, I, have love, I have love for everybody I've heard over the last couple of days talking about you know, their points or I told you so about Tua or, or yeah, you ain't giving Tua enough time or Coach Flo ain't figuring this out or, or Greer's made the mistakes. Ross needs to sell the team. I've heard it all. I've been listening to y'all. Mm-hmm. I've been watching y'all. Um, TV Fins Talk, I've been, uh, EM, uh, Ennis, uh, uh, Cap for Life, uh, Stephen D. I mean, the, 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 the whole thing. Yeah, and Brandon, you know, there's another person, Brandon. He says Tua's gone, but he never on the Tua bandwagon in the first place. And I agree with you, uh, Brandon, you know, comments aren't popping up, but Brandon, yeah, Ross, I don't think Ross believes in him anyways, because I don't think he would have gone after Watson, but that's besides the point. I want to bring it back to where I'm at. <laughs> we root for the Miami Dolphins. Whoever they put on that field, we need to have their back. We got to support them. I don't care if you don't like the guy. You can't hate other people in the same fan base just because they, they like a player that you don't like. That's the vice, the, 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 that's division amongst the fan base that's not division amongst oh i'm a fan of the patriots i'm a fan of the dolphins i'm a fan of the bills that division's fine we have straight up 50 for 50 50 split right down the middle it feels like of uh, the, the people that are bashing the dolphins and then people that are bashing the people that are bashing the dolphins people that are bashing the people that are bashing yeah. to it and then the people bashing the people that are bashing to it like it's right down the middle and i'm just <laughs> I'm, a, I, I'm i'm frankly i'm sick of it dude like I'm, we root for the oh, yeah. miami dolphins bro we don't root for a player, yes, you want to see a, a, your favorite players do well. You want to see hey, a certain players that you follow around the league do well if you are if you got them on your fantasy team. I get all that. But at the end of the day, like, we got to put aside our hate for a player and our hate for that player's fans and realize that we all root for the Miami Dolphins. At the end of the day, that's all that matters, bro, is that we root for the Miami Dolphins. My kitty cat's trying to come on here, guys. Yeah, but, um, uh well, you know, in, you know, rooting, like you said, rooting for the Miami Dolphins, like, man, the Dolphins have had a lot of quarterbacks since, uh, since Dan Marino and, you know, a quarterback can, yes, make or break a team, but we can't just keep going after more quarterbacks. Obviously that system is not going to work, you know, but we're not always going to come across a, uh, you know, a Brent Roethlisberger or a Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers, you know, I mean, we maybe, but you know, that's, that takes a, those types of players, you know, are rare. Um, um, yeah, we still have many. a chance, but I just, man, it's just like, how many quarterbacks are we going to draft? Are we going to trade for? Are we going to work with you? You know, it's like, that's why I was kind of excited to see the Dolphins being more defensive because it's bringing the focus away from just a quarterback position. Um, yeah. But, you know, obviously it's still, um, yeah, Brandon. I mean, right there, yeah. spot on. Brandon. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, but hit. dude, like, it's been a long time. Hey, know, real quick, y'all can jump in. Now. Real quick, I'm gonna let you keep going, but y'all can jump in. the 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 uh, The link to jump in if y'all want to jump on camera, or y'all want to get involved in the conversation. It's in the comments, guys. Uh, keep going, Tom. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just been a long time. I mean, maybe we need to worry about like. Uh, you know, progressing a quarterback, not just expected one to be the best thing, you know, rookie or sophomore season. Um, 
you know, development. And so yeah, there's just a lot of processes that go along with making yeah. a team, you know, yeah. the way it is. And, and head coaches, we've had a lot of head coaches over the years too. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to so, say it's well, been a and, small and, amount. And, you know, and Brandon in the comments, he, that's, man, that might be the first time I've ever heard of that strategy, but it's smart. I think teams have done that in the past where you do, you know, double your chances of hitting, draft the guy that, should be drafted that position, go get the second guy, you know, later in the draft if you think you might find a diamond in the rough. But that's to your point. Then you got two guys to for competition, and competition breeds development. Development brings success. And like you're saying, you know, it you're what you're ready for them to stick with the quarterback and develop them. Yeah, I mean, I even got Dan Marino working for the team. So I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe they can get him to be more involved. I don't know how much he wants to be involved. Looks like he wants to do everything inside, not be on the field. I mean, no, and I'm, no disrespect to him. That's what he wants to do. But I'm saying, you know, maybe, maybe he needs some more guidance when it comes to that. <laughs> they he's got a point. Watching football team did it, and they definitely still don't have a quarterback. So <laughs> we, we got the, the podcast uh, uh, checking in on the podcast. And Brady, you are <laughs> it's right. Like, we got a bot typing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. That's El Capitan. I've known him my that entire is life. Capitan. I can be, I can, I can, I can mess around. And, and Brandon has a point. You know, you really, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, and and it is a team, but it's a quarterback-driven league. And until no, yeah, it, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You're not like, I mean, you know, look at the quarterbacks that are winning right now. The teams that are that are winning right now, they got really, really good quarterbacks even if they're yeah. not the best team, but, you know, they just have good quarterbacks, and that's what it does take. But, I mean, like, how many quarterbacks are we going to go through? That's all I'm saying. I'm Like, so, I agree okay. with the system. Okay, but, I agree but, with all that. But but let me ask you, talk. Have you seen – I'm going to give my take on Tua here in a minute, but I, I want to ask you specifically. Have you seen anything in Tua's game outside of what he's shown you now have you seen flashes of anything that gives you confidence that he is the quarterback to develop? Um, I mean, it, it's, 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 I think that, I think that the best way to work on him would be like, all right, look at the defenses that have beat him and what is it taken? Like, how are they stopping him from getting They're first downs from getting completions? Well, they're putting the ball. You know, they're putting the ball in his hands, and that's what you need your quarterback to do. That's how the, that's the defenses that are forcing him to throw it right now or throw it deep past that intermediate route. Those are the teams that are oh, beating. You gone? You good? Yeah. Sorry, I was I was getting a little laggy there. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, about you that. good? I you good? Missed what you were but saying. Yeah. Um, oh, what I was saying is it, what I was saying is that the you were mentioned the defenses. Look at the defenses that are beating Tua. It's the defenses that are putting the ball in his hand stopping the run and forcing him to throw past that seven to 10 yard mark. And those are the mm. defenses that are beating them. So back to my question, do, is there anything that you can, that you've seen, you know, Brandon's down there saying he, he doesn't even have more than a, <laughs> of an explanation. He just said, no. Nope. Yeah, I know. It's like, I, 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 can't, I do kind of feel that way, but right now, like, what, what are we going to do? What are we, we going to go after who, who uh, Alabama's current, no, quarterback who it, just won the Heisman. Like we're gonna go after him yeah. in the off season. So, so like, I it's think, like okay. would, would, I guess we can make some good trades. I don't know. Like, I, are we looking to trade? Like, instead of like, I kind of like to think about it. Like, what what else do we have to to get right now to do? Like, try to work on him, or what is another good option? Like, 
the draft, um, our draft, what level would be like 10, 12? So I think we're probably going to finish between 12 and 16, but that'll play out after there's four yeah, games that matter. Right. This weekend, so, but okay. So here, here's yeah. my deal. So you're, you're thinking, you're thinking about the draft and you're thinking about getting a quarterback in the draft, but I want to bring you to this point. And this is a point that I haven't seen many people hit on yet, but we're about to come into an unprecedented off season where you have three top seven quarterbacks that potentially could be available to go to a new team. That's never happened. Not in my lifetime. I can't remember three of them. I might remember two team, two quarterbacks becoming available, but the last time I saw a quarterback, three quarterbacks, I've never seen it. The quarterbacks, the caliber of Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Deshaun Watson. And all of them have their own litany of, of things that go into that. But you're coming into off season. So you were thinking about the draft. Now I want to ask you, have you seen enough of Tua to, to take a chance on going after one of those three big names, or are you wanting to get a younger guy? So if you, if the draft isn't in the equation, has Tua shown you anything not to go strongly after one of those guys? Mm. It's a tough question. I, mean, I think that's I mean, a, you know, oh, like I, I would, I honestly, I'd look at Alabama's quarterback to see, right, but until he's going to go number one. If he goes, he's going to go number well, one. Well, he's a freshman. He's got, get, he's, Oh he yeah, he's too young, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I I haven't looked at it to see like. I'll be honest the with you. There's no quarterback. There's no quarterback. Who, who are the three you're changes. talking about right now? Who are the three that you're talking about? Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. No, 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 no. Wilson. You said there's 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 quarterbacks going into the draft for this come. This no, no, no. Season. I said this is an un, no. This is an unprecedented off season as far as you have three top seven quarterbacks available in free agency. Or, oh, I'm uh, sorry. I, I misunderstood your question, dude. I'm sorry. Oh, dude, then I would, I would honestly, yeah. I would honestly go after one of them. I think Russell Wilson would do well. Um, even yeah. though I'm seeing him a little, a slip a little bit. Well, he's getting um, fat. He I don't know what's shape. going on, but <laughs> I mean, but I would definitely look into it. I would definitely so, look into it. So, I mean, so you're saying, so your answer is Tua hasn't shown you enough to not look into that. No, not okay, and to Brandon, go after Aaron Rodgers or Russell yeah, Wilson or no, who, who okay. else did you say? And then Deshaun Watson, if he gets all his legal issues. No, nah, man, we can't have Deshaun. No, no, just. Uh, well, okay. And Brandon, 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 the bookie real quick, you're, you're lagging a little bit. So I'm going to fill it in, but he, Watson, he brings up a no, good point. Uh, well, sorry, Brandon brings no, up a good no, point. Deshaun got, Watson. no, 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 Deshaun Watson. No, no, Deshaun Watson. I, we'll get on that in just a second, but he's got like no, 20 starts no, now. Uh, not no. not one true great moment you can point to, and uh, not one not a single game winning drive when he needed it that I can think of. Says Brandon the bookie, and that's okay. So yeah, yeah. I, okay, I mean, hey, wait, real quick, real quick. I'm trying to hold off because I really don't want to do this, but I'm gonna do it, guys. I'm gonna give you my take on Tua, but I'm gonna ask you because you were so passionate about your denial in Deshaun Watson. If he's cleared up. Or not cleared up, but if the, if if all the the criminal stuff is gone, why not bring him to the Dolphins? Because he's done with a crappy offensive line what Tua can't do, and that's win a game. And he takes the team down the field, and he scrambles and makes superhero superhuman plays on the field. Now, do I agree with him as a person? I don't know. He hasn't been you know innocent until proven guilty. But I you know Deshaun Watson wouldn't be bad. But since Tonk's frozen there, he, he really is looking pretty on the screen. But I'm going to go ahead and give you all my take on Tua. So my deal with Tua, uh, got to bring out the worst to get the best is what El Capitan says. Yeah, and he's right. Like, yeah, um, I'm about to – I'm about to – About that. I'm going to just use my computer after this from now on. This is the second time I keep getting dropped out. 
Sorry, right, sorry, sorry everybody. My bad. We, we just getting started over here. We yeah. just getting started. Over yeah. Hey, oh, there he goes again. Bye-bye. Nope. Hey, there he's um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, man, like, no, I, I can't, I don't know. I don't know, dude. 20, you don't 20 want people, judge? 20 people saying that about him. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Okay. So, so, and then I wanted to, you went out before I could ask you, but Brandon Bookie brought up a good point. He's got like 20 starts now. Not one true great moment you can point to. Not a single game winning drive when he needed it that he can think of. So, Deshaun Watson does that with the bad offensive line. Aside from his criminal stuff, the guy on the field is he's a top ten quarterback and all and he's going and El Capitan has said this and I'm pretty sure I've heard Cap say it and and uh, I think I might have heard it on a couple other shows, but um Deshaun Watson is gonna be hungry and I fear for the person that tries to get in his way from his Yeah, or the massage he therapist he goes to. <laughs> oh god, dude. Oh man. that's right, who's cool. in fear. So, let's move that's on. That's who's move in on. fear. <laughs> Yeah, as Brandon says, basically that's my feeling on it. I've never been, I, I've never been against Watson kid flat out. Dude, I don't even think he was that good at Texas. Dude, hold on. Hey, he didn't play. He was Texas. there he when they fired Bill O'Brian, right? Because he they're not doing that well. Did they even yeah, win but, a play? I don't even think they won a playoff game with him. He's not okay. that good. So it's the same. State they were like the second. They were second or third in the division every. I don't even think they won a division with him. I might be wrong, but I do not remember. Seeing him kicking, like really doing well there. I'm not gonna compare. I'm not gonna compare dysfunctional franchise to dysfunctional franchise, but I do the product on the field. Watson is miles better than Tua. Uh, but I'm gonna tell you what I feel about mm. Tua. And real quick, the last thing I want to say on Watson is I watched a kid. I watched a kid coming out of high school. I watched him in high uh, college at Clemson. I watched him will people like only I had seen Vince Young do, where he really he had some playmakers with him, but he he put his mind to it and he won the game and he won the championship. But here's my deal on Watson. He was all yeah, led, led the league in passing his last time on the field from Brandon Bookie. But he was all about winning. He did, and he would come up in the big moments. He would come up when the lights were brightest. He shined. The kid. He won a championship a, with Clemson. Yeah, right? but yes, and he he was an upstanding dude. I would have loved for my girls to to try to find a guy that was the type of young man that Deshaun Watson portrayed when he was in college. I don't know what's happened. I, I, I don't try to put myself in, in their shoes and try and get them to understand. Uh, I, I try to get them to understand. Um, you know, I'm not trying to understand where he was in that process. I'm trying to feel for the victims. If they were truly victimized, then I feel for them. And yes, Deshaun Watson can kick rocks. I got three little girls. I never want a guy that supposedly has done the stuff that he's accused of doing anywhere around my girls, much less my wife. Like, just get out. I don't want you. I don't want my kids knowing about you. I don't want them knowing your name. I don't want them knowing you exist. But if he's proven, yes, he did beat Alabama, Brandon. Uh, Deshaun Watson beat Alabama mm. when he was at Clemson. That was like the but, one time they <laughs> beat Alabama. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but as far as the person on the field, Watson is – okay, this is why – Watson, Wilson, or Rodgers. I'm not a huge fan of Russell Wilson. I think that finger is really going to mess with him the rest of his career. And I just think now that he's married, he's a little more yeah, comfortable, maybe not yeah, as hungry. He, but, yeah, he doesn't, yeah. But I want Rodgers. He came back I, too I, early. Russell Wilson just came back well, too they, early. Man. Yeah, but they didn't have a choice, bro. They were running. Uh, yeah, they, well, they, they do have a choice. Smith. He's your, they he's were your running franchise quarterback. What do you mean a choice? Yeah. There's always a choice. He was back in like two weeks. He was back in like two weeks. The window's only open for so long, and Pete Carroll knows his time is coming, and so he was trying to get it. 
But yeah, Russ don't look hungry. Exactly. He got married and he got comfortable. I stopped getting, I mean, I ate more, but I wasn't as hungry to do stuff because I I got the woman in my dreams. I, well, I, I, I will have to say this when it talks, hot, to, dude. talk about is. him being hungry. I got this, I've seen him play in person being up here in Seattle. And uh, man, yeah. it was, and this was when the Bucks were here. So I'm decked out in Bucks gear, right? Dealing with all the haters, right? But it was so awesome to see him run around the field and like they were at home, so he's wearing his green shoes. Yeah. And dude, his lime green bright shoes, just like that's all I remember was just seeing him running around and running around and running. I was like, this dude is so badass. Man. I, but you bring like, it, you bring up more of my point. Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, they scramble to get yards or to make a big play. Tua scrambles to not die. So like, there's more points. To, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. But okay, so I, I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna waste any more time. I'm gonna get to my take on Tua. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna open the closet, guys. This is a Miami Dolphins podcast, and I really do support the Miami Dolphins. But as far as our quarterback, um, so Brandon says the worst thing that came out on Watson was the freaky stuff he was into, some kinky stuff, but doesn't make him a bad person to like weird shit. I mean. Uh, yeah, to dude. each his own. To each yeah. his own. Brandon's got a point. But okay. So hey, no, hey, no, there's no point. Door. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's a professional. This is a professional establishment. <laughs> Don't be walking up in here, okay? Like, like there's like you deserve a happy ending type motherfucker. Like, like, dude, get out of here. I don't care what your fetish is. Like, take it, take it on, take it on down. Like, take it a shit home, man. Like be like, I, I'm not like he needs to be like, like he should have been like Pee Wee Herman and kept his hands to himself. Like yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Like, no, I get you, bro. Like I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not. Like I said, if he, if he about, did all that, talk and about it's true. A fetish. How are you gonna be on here defending a fetish, dude? Uh, hey, uh, we take it back to Trevor Bauer. I mean, his fetish was kind of kinky. He was beating fetish. the hell out of the women he was with, but that's way worse than Watson. But uh, no, okay. So guys, Tua. I remember when the whole tank for Tua started. And I was screaming uh, from the rooftop to not let – I just – I did a foot fetish. I didn't want Tua at all. It's not that I never thought he was Yeah, I, I wasn't I really – yeah, dude, I wasn't really but interested I thought, either. I, okay, and I wanted Herbert after his junior year. And, yo, Herbert hasn't shown that he can oh, win a big man. game yet either. Dude, but, Justin Herbert's – dude, yeah, he's so kicking there, there's more info. There's more info for – yeah, but he still hasn't gotten any further than Tua. So, he just has, you know, miraculous – Man, come on, man. Get out of here with it, dude. Get out of here. Brandon, get out of here with it, dude. You're not, you're not going to change my mind. You're like a flat earther over here. <laughs> hey, Kyrie. Let me start calling Kyrie. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, Kyrie the bookie. There you go. No, but um, so I never wanted him out. I wanted Herbert because I saw an arm that was special. Uh, yeah, I Justin Herbert's the man, dude. But I, but I didn't see a special arm from Tua. You better give me my time. I gave you your time. I'm going to – let me let oh, me on Tua really quick. And oh, then I'm I'll sorry, let dude. you rebuttal. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you, bro. But uh, no, but seriously. So here's the deal. I wanted Herbert after his junior year. He decided to go back. So I immediately wanted Herbert in the next draft. Um, I didn't foresee Burrow. I didn't, I didn't foresee Tua's injury. Nobody did. But I just, when Tua was at Alabama, I saw a kid that was flawless in college at running the RPO. Because in the RPO, if you get your first read right, chances are you're going to be successful, especially at Alabama. They play, you know, three quarters of their schedule with a bunch of chumps. But here's my deal about Tua. Once he had that, that injury, Bo Jackson had the injury, and he was a freak of nature, and it ended his career. And I get – my dad's all, well, technology's different, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. See, my dad comes from supporting the Dolphins, so he supports Tua because Tua's the quarterback. As soon as Tua's gone, my dad's going to be talking so much trash about the kid. But here's the, the – the, the point being is that I never saw – NFL skills 
I didn't like the way his ball looked when it was coming out of his hand in the championship game when he came in at the end. I didn't like the way he, uh, you know, the one thing I really loved about him was his slant. His slant route to this day, even in the two years, even in the crappy games that he's had, his slant route, his slant routes are money. The timing is great. If he's on on the same page with the receiver, there's not many people that can throw a slant in a better position to get them to to run with the ball. But at at this point in time, I've, I've seen a kid have ample opportunity to win a game and not do it. I've seen a kid uh, – he was getting belittled by fours in the last game, and he didn't even look up. And I don't care who you are. That's your head coach. I don't, I, I don't want people on my team that can't respect the fact that he's the head coach. Respect the position. Maybe don't respect the man, but that's your head coach. He's trying to talk to you, and he's yelling at you, trying to rip you a new one. You at least need to acknowledge him and not just act like he wasn't saying anything. But I've seen a kid that has galvanized the fan base. That's number one reason I want him out. Because he, he, I watched him throw balls into the ground when he was on the run. He can't roll out to his right and throw a ball to save his life. He, he, when he does, it's, it's almost like he's scared to get out and run, which the injury may get, you know, play into that, I guess. But at this point, Tua is never going to be a uh, Kirk Cousins. Tua is never going to have anything over about 7.5 yards in attempt. He's probably never going to throw for 320 yards a game. He might get 250 for a season average per game. I bet he hasn't even gotten close to that yet. I wish I had the numbers. But my, my point about Tua right now is, as a Miami Dolphin, I am by all means ready for Tua to not be here anymore. But in my same breath and sentence, he is my quarterback. So he has my support. I can <clears throat> talk about the flaws in his game, but he has my support. And Brandon, the bookie says, can't make a living on being able to throw just one route. Defenses will lock it up like they have. And that's part of the reason why I'm okay with him leaving. But until he's gone, he's my quarterback, y'all. Like, he's the Miami Dolphins quarterback. If you want Jacoby Brissett coming in there and playing, then by all means, jump on that bandwagon train and, and, and ride Brissett to the top. If it'll ever happen, won't happen. Tua may not ever get us to the top, but right now he's the only thing we got to watch. And I enjoy watching Miami Dolphins football, but at this point I'm sick and tired of, of, of hearing these the, the, the split in the fan base. I'm so there's so much animosity. We need to we are from my like we are the Miami Dolphins. It's one of the teams full of love. If there's any other out there, the the fan base of Miami is unlike any other. They're starting to travel just as much as some of these other America's teams travel. Like the 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 Miami Dolphin fan base, the thing I love the most about it is we understand that we haven't been that good, but we all love each other and we love our team. But right now I find it hard to find people that truly are are, are thinking about their love for the team rather than their hate for a person that said something about Tua or their hate for Tua in general or their hate for Flo. Mm. Because personally, I think Coach Flores is a bomb coach, bro. I think Coach Flores is doing exactly what he can. He is not an offensive guy. Nobody ever uh, 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 thought that he was an offensive guy. We all knew he wasn't. What he has failed at is the choices he's made to bring in the offensive people he's brought in. They're not, they're not as good as they need to be when you don't know enough about the offense like Flores doesn't know. So – do I want Flores gone? No. Do I want Greer gone? No. Do I think it's time for Ross to sell the championship or sell the team? Maybe in a couple of years, two, three years down the road, we still haven't made any headway. Yeah, sell the team. Let's try and start with somebody fresh up at the very top. Do I want Tua gone? Yes. Am I going to rush him out? Hell no. Am I going to bad, bad, uh, bad talk him other than um, how I, what I see for his play on the field? No. Am I going to bash his religion? No. Am I going to bash you as his person? No. Am I going to bash his family? No. He's my quarterback. I'm still going to support the guy, and he will have my support. But I do not care if they move on from Tua at the end of the season. If they do, great. 
I, I recorded a video months ago about how, and I firmly believe this, Tua will be great, but not in Miami. It's, it's not going to happen here. Our fans aren't going to let him have enough time. Our, uh, uh, the, the team's not going to give him any more time. The Finn Selgate's bringing up 15 TDs, 10 interceptions, 7 fumbles. That's this that's season. That, yeah, yeah, that's ugly, that's, bro. But, yeah, but like, if, he, if he's gone, good Thanks reason. for the stats. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I just, but, uh, go ahead, Bubba. Hey, well, quick, I was just going to say, like, like, like look at those two last games, though, right? It was they, they beat the crap out of the Saints, who the Saints beat the crap out of the Bucks. No, nah, they didn't beat the crap out of them. They beat them 9 nothing. But Brandon the Bookie brings up another good point. He's tired of finishing middle of the pack. Good fan bases don't settle for that. It's our job as fans to hold them accountable. Only power we have is fans. It is 100% true. Like, I'm tired. I'm extremely tired of having a mediocre team as my favorite team. I have favorite teams. I've got the Longhorns tatted on my chest. I'm repping Dallas Mavericks. I've got the Rangers up there. I love, I love sports. I love the stars. I like hockey and golf and, and 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 nascar i love sports but my favorite team is the miami dolphins and um, brandon I, right before you left tonk i was i bring up brandon's comment he's tired of finishing middle of the pack good fan bases don't settle for that no, yeah, so i just like before like before i am okay, like of course i'm not there to make decisions with the teens but like i i would be okay with going separate from Tua. but like i would just like them to analyze like Look at the game where the Saints beat the Bucks, beat the crap out of them. And then look at and then look at the game where the Dolphins. Hang on, you said this twice now. The Saints didn't beat the crap out of the Bucks. The Saints beat them nine nothing. They didn't even score a touchdown. They just got lucky because Tom Brady lost three weapons in the first half. Now I'll let you finish your point, but just don't. The Saints didn't beat the crap out of the Bucks. Well, yeah, but the Saints beat the Bucks earlier in the season too. Yeah, well, they beat them the week before, but it wasn't like they. they So, but I mean, it's just like. I don't know. I think they should do a better oh job of analyzing the game they won really well and then look at the game they lost. Like, I don't know, man. I think they need more focus. Like, maybe hire a quarterback guru. There's that one – there's one guy – I forgot his name. That was like a quarterback guru. I think he's worked with – I forgot his <laughs> name. But um, I don't know, man. Like, maybe we need to look at more holistic ways to try to do it with the Dolphins rather than just spending a bunch of money, making a bunch of trades because we've been doing a whole bunch of stuff for years and years and years now. But it's not working. Part of, but part of winning is spending the right money and having almost – we're going to have the most money to spend this offseason. We're going to win the offseason for the – I think I saw it's the first time in the last eight years or something like that. But we have the money to change the course of this franchise available to us. It's not like we have to trade some guys away to free up cap space. We have the money. So as you're saying – you know, you're tired of, of of the revolving door per se with players in and out, coaches in and out, everything yeah. like that. I get that. And I get that. You know, some of the older fans may feel the same way. I know my entire life, the Dolphins have been mediocre. Your entire life, the Dolphins have been mediocre. So yeah. like they, they've never won a Super Bowl since we've been alive. That's where the majority of the fan base is going to be. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. 72 so, dollars. Yeah, right. And <laughs> If it takes us pointing fingers at problems, then that's what we have to do. Don't care if it's one of our guys now or not. And and he's true. That's that's what we as as people that have taken this opportunity and, and decision to to come out and talk about the Dolphins for y- those of y'all watching. Um, please like, subscribe, subscribe, and share. I'm gonna keep repeating it. We're gonna get to. We just got to 100. Let's get to a thousand, guys. But um, that we do this for the fans. And yes, it we have taken it upon ourselves to point the fingers. But at the same time, I'm pointing a finger about what I'm seeing on the field. I'm coaching them up. 
I'm not trying to bash Tua. I'm, I am pointing the finger that he may be the problem. Maybe Flores is the problem. I personally believe the two offensive coordinators we got should be stuck in college and never call an NFL game again. But we, we've got – we have to just I, – I, I just – I can't even – Pointing the fingers, okay, but we have to support our team. We and need to go out and get. Team. We need to get Jim Trestle. Yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, he, when he was with the is Giants, it, does it? Good. Is that his but, brother? I know his brother is in the league right now as like a coordinator. But man, Jim Trestle, like all that, all that stuff that happened when he was in college, he never came back from that. Like I never saw him as yeah. a head coach again. I was like, man, I wish I could see him in the NFL. I think he would do well. Brandon, I'm right there with you, bro. Tired of talking about money picks every year, just miss playoffs once again. And, you know, the money. Exactly. That That's what I'm saying. It goes, like, but it goes to the top. It goes to the top with Steven Ross and the decisions he's made to hire Chris Greer, the guys before him, to hire Flores. And, and I, we, yes, we can be tired man, of it. Like, but I still have faith. I still have faith with the most money to spend. There are four or five moves that we can make that can change the course of this franchise like we've been trying to do. I think if we sure up the offensive line, no matter what quarterback you get, we have a system that, you know, we have skilled position players. Parker's got one year left, Waddle, Jasicki, if he gets franchise tag, whatever happens with him, we've got skill position players. You put an offensive line, you can get a decent quarterback like Kirk Cousins to come in here, and, and it would be better than what we've had over the last 10, 15 years. But the money has to be spent in the right ways. And if that comes down to Chris Greer or if that comes down to Steven Ross, I don't care. And it just needs to be spent in the right ways because we do have it. This is an unprecedented offseason for the Dolphins. I'll say it again. I'll say it so I'm I mean, we should, There is so much talent available. We should, that we should get Joe Flacco. Hell we should no, get Joe boy. Flacco. But, but, yeah, and Brandon the Bookie says do what the Rams have done, trade every first-rounder forever and get proven I think we should try it. I think we should go after yeah. Joe Flacco. I think he Man. I think he has one more in him, dude. Tonk with the troll. Tonk with the troll. I get it. I get it. Hey, but maybe Flacco, you mean, at least he throws it further. I mean, like, Joe Flacco yeah, ain't got I don't nothing know. left. You can't be serious. He got lucky. One throw in the Super Bowl made him made a name for himself. Who? Got him a paid a bunch of money. Joe Flacco. Who, Joe Flacco. Now that that's it's where terrible. he went wrong was taking all that money, dude. The Ravens were weren't that good ever since. Like, it, and, yeah, and well, they're they're decent play. now, but yeah. Um, but you mentioned Joe Flacco over or, or Kirk Cousins or or anybody else we've been talking about. I would about. take, uh-huh. dude. I would take Joe Flacco over Kirk Cousins. Oh, bro, you gotta go look at Kirk Cousins' stats, and I'm in the, I'm in enemy territory when he's the Washington football team. Uh, the his his antics and his uh, lack of he's ability he's all games. right. I, he's but all he, right. He's I ain't a, getting but on you know what he does? You know what he does? He's got thirty plus touchdowns again. He's probably gonna throw for thirty five hundred to four thousand yards. He's probably gonna get end up the season with about fifteen interceptions. And I'm sorry, that's better than anybody we've had over the last ten years. He can come in and actually throw the ball, and he's got weapons, and that's why I'm saying if they go get a guy like Kirk Cousins, all of it, all of it hinges on them signing the offensive lineman. They got to sure up this offensive line. Not, you know, as El Capitan said a week back, you're not trying to shoo, you know, push out the offensive lineman we have. That brings depth. That brings competition. Competition brings breeds imp- uh, improvement. Improvement brings success. So, bring, but they have to do it. They can't. They can't miss out. They can't get un. Uh, they can't undercut. They can't. Lowball these guys. They've got, like Brandon said, be aggressive. They have got to go get their men this time, man. They've got to get yeah. them and get them in my. Need, need to get Joe Flacco. Yeah. Hey, real quick, we're about forty. <laughs> hey, All uh, right. Yeah. So uh, let's. Uh, what else we got going on today? So I just want, uh, real quick, we're gonna we mentioned the free Madden game. I want to get on free uh, Madden. Yeah, I want to get on. Uh, we'll get back to Tua and all this in a little bit. We'll so, Brandon the bookie, but, he's the one, like, <laughs> who yeah, so, El Capitan. But, um, down here in Dallas today, 
Uh, I would like to have zero oh, yeah, cap space on? every year. What are we saving money for? Stop being cheap and spend trade. Do whatever. It exactly. The cap is bullshit anyways. It can always be worked. Jerry Jones has made it work. Everybody else made and it And all work. that stuff is what we do sport. every season. Everything he just yep. said is what we talk about every season. I don't hear nothing yep. else. Yeah, yeah. So down here in Texas today at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas, Victory Park, um, they are retiring my favorite athlete from DFW ever, uh, Dirk Nowinski is getting his number retired. And if you're following and you watched the show last week or last night and you follow along at the beginning of the show, that is my key name for the free game of Madden, Dirk Nowinski. Now I'm going to tell a little bit about how what Dirk means to me, but I want to ask you, Tonk, what's your what what when I say Dirk, what do you think? Dirk Nowinski. Um, I didn't get to see him play in 2006 against the Heat when he lost. But I oh. did see when they beat the Heat in 2011. So it's yeah, 2010, 2010 season, season right? Yeah. Or 2011 yeah. 2010, season. 2011. Yeah. Um, and just like, I just remember like him leaning back the shot where he's doing that. Like they should make that a picture, you know, NTF or NFT for so, NFT. Is that, yeah. You, uh, because like he was just, he was just king of that, dude. Just king of the lay back and throw it in and get it in. And uh, so and, I got uh, a funny story. Go ahead. Um, and even though he beat my heat, um, I got to respect him, you know, and, and everything he worked for, um, you know, for that team and to go from losing, you know, in the finals and then went in like years later, you know, I think that there's a lot of, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, um, perse- perseverance there. Perseverance, and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, he's one of the players that came from Europe and stuff and, and, uh, I li- you know, I like that. I like seeing players from around the world come in and be good yeah. in the NBA. And, he's, yeah, yeah, he's tall and he's big. And I, I like, you know, I like I like this. I like to see yeah. his ex- yeah. success. And actually, I I was there. So that's the Dallas Mavs. And I went in front of the Dallas Mavs Stadium. And I think I got a picture taken. There, they had oh, a yeah. sign that it said big and, like, you would stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a victory yeah. park. Yeah. And I, I remember wife- it was like – I was like, oh, yeah, the Dallas Mavericks. And it was cool to see that stadium. Yeah. And it reminded me yeah. of him and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm going to tell you, first of all, I want to touch on something you mentioned. It's his one-legged fadeaway. I got to tell you a quick oh, story dude. about that. Yes. So, he broke the stigma on foreign players not being able to work in the NBA. Okay, Brandon, you, you're, getting me to, you're getting me to get all my knowledge out. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to real quick give you a rundown of Dirk. I remember the yeah, night. Exactly. That, exactly. My I, remember the night, I remember the night that he was drafted by Milwaukee. And then we Man. drafted Robert Tractor Trailer and then traded him on draft night to get Dirk Nowinski, this tall, mm. lanky, seven-footer. Mm-hmm. There are so many countless numbers of stories. Charles Barkley's on record talking about how his little lanky 18-year-old was talking, you know, he, he was Man. really quiet. Nobody would talk to him. Hang on. And he goes, he goes, uh, but then when, uh, when it was halftime and he outscored pretty much our entire team in this little pickup game, I realized this kid might have something, right? But you know, Brandon brought up that he broke the stigma, but he didn't for a while. We had to live through the first 10 years. He he was a guy that got pushed around on the block. He was a guy that he was always a good shooter. He honed his craft. He was one of a handful of people that ever had has ever had a 50-40-90 season, which is 50% from three, 40, or 50% from the field, uh, 40% from three, and 90% from the line. There, I think Steve Nash, Curry, I think there's not very many of them, might be 10 of them, if that. But Dirk broke the stigma after 2006 so 2006 proved what had been said all along to that point was he wasn't tough enough 
He, mm -hmm. The team wasn't stuffing up. We didn't have a backbone. We got pushed around by the tougher teams, and that's what Dirk had to persevere through, as you said. So mm -hmm. I remember 2006, and I remember like, just being completely confused as to how we lost that series. But then I watched year after year of as the Dolphins missing on free agents, missing on draft picks. I can't tell you how many times we just missed on people. Uh, Josh Howard, uh, Marquise Daniels. I mean, I go down a list of guys that we missed on. But the, the 2010, they go in and they sign Jason Kidd. They get Karan Butler. They get, which I felt was the biggest reason they won mm. the championship and Tyson Chandler. But what I, mm. what Dirk means to me, what Dirk means to me, and they had Jake Terry and, and, and a bunch of role players, Deshaun Stevenson. I mean, the whole team was loaded with savvy veterans, but they were the last team to win a championship with one superstar. They had one guy that was a superstar. Mm. Everybody else mm. was a bunch of role players. But <clears throat> when I think about Dirk, I think of the, the tall German that just laughs his butt off and he's the goofiest, coolest dude ever. I, I think about all the stories about him going to the children's hospital and making their day. And it's just the big German and, and he's got his accent and everything. And he, he's, yeah. just, he's so much fun and goofy. But what I remember most about him was his work ethic. And it's a work ethic that has uh, motivated me in my life to work harder because the countless numbers of hours he put in to hone his craft. You know, right now my craft and is my dream is for this to be my craft. And I'm going to, because of people like Dirk, but mainly Dirk, I'm going to do whatever I have to do and work as hard as I can to hone my craft in this industry. But Dirk Nowinski in 2010, I remember like it was yesterday, 2011, um, 2010 season for the championship. I remember I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Grand Prairie, Texas. I was at Dallas Baptist University as a college student. I had my laptop, I had my iPad, and I had two phones. And I had all my different coverages up. I had Twitter up, I had Facebook up, I had my laptop with the game on it, and then I had my tablet with some other stats on it, and I was watching the game at Buffalo Wild Wings. But I had this big corner booth, and it was all to myself. And it was just me, nobody else around. And I still remember the, the feeling of what, that, that final second ticked off the clock, and I couldn't even move. I was just, oh, my gosh, we did it. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, in We actually did it. Yeah, like we did yeah. it, we won, and it, but it was Dirk, man. It was, like that whole team did it for Dirk because Dirk was the guy that everybody wanted to play for and everybody wanted to yeah. bust their ass to get better for. But that is the um, – so real quick, the, 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 the first name was released on cashing tickets with Brandon the Bookie, Big Kev, and Oz. They had the other name for the Madden plug. And in our name, again, is Dirk Nowinski. Uh, the first person after we reveal the third name, the first person to comment with all three names on the Finn's Tailgate Show will win a free game of Madden. Doesn't matter what system it is, we will free purchase Madden. your code and send it to you as soon as we can. Free and no, it's not free Madden. It's the free Madden video game in tribute to John Madden, who passed away recently. Um, so, Tonk, I want to move on to to. I did a teaser video about this this morning, and I really want to move on to. Um, round and game name on the Finn's tailgate. Yeah, I don't know what you mean, El Capitan. I think it's a little bit typo, but I'll get back to it. But um, so third game name, yes, the third name will be released on the Finn's tailgate show. Once you hear that third name, you respond with the name from Big Kev's show. I mean, from uh, Brandon the Bookie and Big Kev and Oz's show, Cash and Tickets. You re reveal the name that we released, which is Dirk Nowinski, and then you'll get the uh, you'll we'll pick you as the winner, and we'll get send you a game copy of the game. Um, so earlier this, uh, I guess on Sunday, something I'd never seen before ever. Um, 
It it was oh. Antonio Brown derobing and leaving the field. And then my first thing, I'm going to be real honest with you. My first instinct was, seriously, dude, what a joke. What a clown. Like, come on. And so I, I called my friend. His name is Joey. And I asked him, I said, or I started talking about it. He goes, man, but you got to understand. He said, what's going on in that guy's head? And it got me thinking. He goes, you, you know, he told me a story about how he had this uh, condition that would prevent oxygen from getting to his brain fully. And it would cause him to do certain things that were out of character and say certain things out of character. Well, I, 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 I had to catch myself because Antonio Brown, as early as 2018, was by all accounts maybe top one or two wide receiver in the game. In 2018, he finished with 1,297 yards, 15 touchdowns, and it was his fifth straight year of 1,200 yards, and he was the fastest with 10,000 yards. And then that was the end of his time in Pittsburgh. But I started to bash the guy, and Joey had to bring me back to this. What's going on in Antonio Brown's head? Nobody knows. Is he depressed? Does he have anxiety? You know, I, I read the story about they basically cut him on the sidelines. Uh, they asked him to go back in. His ankle was hurt. Uh, there's the mental health hotline. I love it. Thank you so much, El Capitan. Um, he, they and, asked him to go back yes. in. Because they, they felt like his ankle was good enough to play, and he kept telling them it hurts, and he's not going to play. And So they basically cut him on the sidelines, and that's when he took his stuff off, and he left. Mike Evans tried to talk him out of it, but he didn't care at that point. But to get pushed to the point to do that on national television, I think it's a domino. Yeah. And I want to I, I really quickly I'm – gonna, I'm going to tell you – a timeline of Antonio Brown's last couple of years. So as I told you in 2018, he finished the year, his fifth straight year, 1,200 yards, fastest 10,000 yards in NFL history. In 2019, he, after demanding a trade, he gets his wish and he gets traded to Oakland. Then we get the picture on his Instagram of his feet being all blistered up because he didn't wear the proper foot protection in the cryo tube. Yeah. Uh, then after that, we had in Oakland as well, that he had the helmet issue. So the NFL told him that the helmet he's been wearing for his entire career, he couldn't wear anymore. He even went as far to paint his new old helmet to look like a new helmet, but he was called out because of how bad it looked. Then after that, <clears throat> he releases the video about how he felt he was a villain all over the, all over the news. He, uh, there, he released a video of a private call between him and John Gruden. Um, they questioned his commitment to the team. And, you know, he was like, that's all I do is give you, give you my effort to be a better player on the field and be an Oakland Raider. And at the time they were Oakland Raiders and he, uh, but they questioned his commitment to the game. And, you know, his, his thing was, there's more to life than just football. And I'm not here to just be a football player. Like I have a life and it started really bothering him because people were questioning his identity basically. Well, then he got released from Oakland. He went to new England. Uh, shortly after getting to new, new England, he was accused by Brittany Taylor of raping her. Um, it was then he got a second accusation of sexual misconduct. And then in 2020 is when pretty much all hell broke loose. Um, he ends up, uh, uh, the, he ends up getting dropped by Drew Rosenhaus. And then he, he, he gets in a, this is kind of humor. It's not a laughing matter, but it's kind of funny. Uh, his ex wife or ex-girlfriend and, and the trainer were leaving and he threw, or the police officers were leaving after a dispute, and he was throwing penis gummies at them. Uh, and, and he threw them at, in Brittany Taylor, uh, not Brittany Taylor, but he threw them at um, his ex's direction and at the cops, little penis gummies, and he bragged about it on Instagram. So then you can kind of start to understand that 
man, this guy's just not right in the head. You know, some people had come out talking about, we need to get him some help. Um, and then he got an arrest warrant for the altercation with the moving company outside the front of his house. And then in 2021, after being traded, after basically Bruce Arians said, there's no way in hell he'll be on this team. Tom Brady convinced him to get him. He ends up back with Tom Brady in, in, uh, in Tampa Bay. And then he gets accused of having a fake COVID-19 vaccination card. And then he was told he was um, told he had to be suspended. Oh, sorry about that. You're good. And then I went ahead and jumped on with my computer. So hopefully cool. this won't happen again. You're good, Bubba. And then he, uh, and then he, two days after he came back from the COVID vaccination, uh, the fake COVID vaccination status suspension, is when he walked off the field on Sunday. Yes, yes. The, the guy, I, I just, I, I really, I want to echo what Tom Brady said. I really hope and pray that he gets the help he needs because mental health is no joke. And obviously, his track record of the things that he went through, it's no joke. You've got guys like A.J. Brown that came out publicly and talked about how they, he, was, uh, he was contemplating committing suicide in 2020. You had Calvin Ridley who left this year to go take care of his mental health. You had Solomon Thomas whose sister died of suicide, and so he became a, a mental health advocate. You got D.J. Chark who's come on record talking about his struggle with anxiety and what it does when – how much it magnifies being in the NFL. You got Lane Johnson who took mental health breaks for his last couple of years – uh, I think three games in 2020. Um, but then you had Hayden Hurst who started a mental health foundation. You got Adam Thielen <clears throat> who also started a mental health awareness foundation. You got Everson Griffin who was found at 3:30 in the morning. Um, <laughs> I will, I will ask you that and just, or I will answer that in just a second. El Capitan. But at three o'clock in the morning, Everson Griffin was found with a gun threatening to shoot imaginary people. And that's when, the uh, Players Association the NFL created in 2019, they created the Joint Behavioral Health Agreement. And so it's, it's a process to really talk about mental health. And on your question, um, El Capitan, about is he, is he sick or is he an asshole? I truly believe he's sick. I truly believe that he had too many hits to the head. I truly believe that there's a lot of issues that he's dealing with up here. And it all started when people started questioning his identity and who he was and who he was as a person. And I think that really hurts a person. And I'm going to tell you why I believe that he's sick and not an asshole. And do I think he does asshole things? Yes. Do I think he has asshole tendencies? Probably. But I don't know the guy. All I know is what I see on TV. So I'm not going to sit here and judge a person and say they're an asshole. But I, would, I do. I'm not going to judge him either. But I do believe he's sick because in 2011, I, I, uh, I went through, man, it was one hell of a year. Up to that point in my life, I was the guy that everybody brought their stuff to because I was going to put it on my back and I was going to help them get through it. And I was going to and help them in any way possible, driving over to the house late at night, just having a conversation with them. Um, there, there's a lot of different things that I, that I did at that time, and it was all focused on helping others. Well, then I was working at this place in Arlington, Texas. It's a, a wing restaurant. And I remember... The, the assistant general manager, he was, he was just, man, he was ruthless. And he just, he made me feel like I had been a server for 12 years in restaurants and bars at that point. And he made me feel like I didn't know what I was doing. He gave me three table sections by the bathroom, the two, two pieces, uh, two person booths and a two person table. I wasn't making any money. I literally, I remember getting cussed out because a, a, a nine, a group of nine came in. It was six kids and three adults. I had taken the entire table's order. I'd gotten their first round of appetizers on the table, their first round of drinks. They were on their second round of drinks. 
and they were almost done with the appetizers and I was putting the entree in and that guy came to me and told me I had to split the table. And I was, I, I lost it. I was like, no, there's no way. Well, then a, a week goes by after that happened. And I remember this day and I'll never forget this day the rest of my life. And pardon me if, if my emotions do come out. It's just, sorry, this, man, this is a big day. So, uh, I remember going to work and immediately this guy started harping in on me and just, just laying it on me. And, and I felt it and I want like, I was getting really mad and I was getting kind of furious, but I felt it. Something was different. Something with what he was saying, it hurt a little more that day. And, uh, and I remember, I, I, I can't remember what he was said and I never want to remember what he said, but I remember walking out of, so the, the way it was set up is you had the, the full back of the restaurant line was right here. You had the door that went out over on this side and you had a door that went out over on this side. And I remember I came in this door and he was standing right about here and he said something to me. And then I remember walking down the edge of the line and that's when it started. And that's when people started trying to check on me. And I, I went back out into the dining room because I was oblivious to the fact that I was boohooing. I had, I was like crying. Like I'd never cried before to this point in my life and I couldn't control it, but I was so focused on getting my job done because that's what I was there to do. I'm ex-military. You get a job, you do the job. But I was, I lost it. I had, I was boohooing, like guys, I was boohooing. I remember going to the table and it was in the bar. And I remember that he, uh, <laughs> I remember going to the table and going, guys, I'm just, I'm so sorry, but I'm here to get your drinks and I'm, I'm just taking food. And I'm, I mean, I am, I'm, I've lost it. And my manager comes to me and this guy that I respected, he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, uh, why don't you come outside? You need to take a little break. And I was just, I, I refused. I was like, no, I'm going to finish my job. I'm going to finish my shift. And they convinced me to go outside. And uh, I remember the phone call I got when I started just trying to call anybody for help because nobody was helping. I could not stop crying. And I remember the phone call I got, um, and her name was Lana. And all she said was, Michael, how are you going to be able to help other people if you don't know how to help yourself? And it was a gut shot moment. It didn't stop my crying, made me cry more, but it gave me the frame of mind to, okay, I need to call my mom, call my sister. They talked to me while I went to the hospital. And that's when I was put into the psych ward for clinical depression and severe anxiety. I remember the, the, the thoughts going through my head of suicide. I remember the thoughts of I, nobody cares about me. I remember the thoughts of I'm worthless. I can just not be here and nobody's going to miss me. I remember all the thoughts. And I remember the, the doctor sitting me down and looking me straight in the eye and asking me, do you think you can beat this? And I remember saying, yeah, I think I can beat this. It was a good day. I felt like I could take on the world. But I had a new focus. And so he asked me that and we went through the whole prescription thing. I, I refused all drugs. But I made a decision that if I was going to pull myself out of the depression and anxiety that I was in, I had to focus on myself. And... I believe that that's where a lot of people miss in life yes. is I believe a lot of people will, and I'm going to write a book on this one day and it's going to be called what is faith. And it's not faith in a person. It's faith in who you are because who you are is special and who you are is very unique. And there's not a lot of the person out there like you. And I truly believe that if you miss this point in life, if you get to a point where you've achieved everything, you've got the sports cars, you've got the boats, you've got the plane, you've got the house, you've got the savings, you've got the family, or you don't have all that stuff, but you've got everything materialistic that you thought was going to create your status in life and give you meaning and give you purpose in life and let people know who you are. And you've got all of that accumulated, but you're unhappy and you're depressed and you don't know why. 
And I'll tell you why. It's because you never fell in love with who you were created to be. Well, no matter what you believe in, you were created to be somebody. And that somebody is unlike anybody else that's out there. You are special and you have to fall in love with who you are. All your quirks, all your little ticks, all of your things that you may think other people think are annoying. That's their opinion, but that's who you are. That's what makes you special. Don't ever change who you are for another person. Because when you do that, you lose sight of who you truly are. And that's, all, that, that's how you enjoy life, knowing who you are as a person, knowing where you can go in life, and knowing that there's no, there's no other way to be happy, truly happy in life than being happy with who you are. Because once you're happy with who you are, you can help others. You can, you can help others get through the moments that you've already been through because you know that that's, yes. that's not you anymore. Those are, those are the past. And so um, that's a little bit behind the curtain of mental health and what it means to me. But I just want to ask you, Tonk, you know, if you've had any struggles, feel free, man. I'd love to hear about them. All right. So um, I have I've dealt with depression a few times in my life um, for reasons opposite, not opposite, but different of why I have PTSD. Um, so I'm going to focus on for tonight's session anyways, PTSD and how it's affected me and what I've done for it. Um, cause I was already thinking about this earlier today and like, I could go on and on and on, but so I, growing up, the things that I had to deal with, um, for my living situations, um, and things around that I was in situations or I, I witnessed situations that were very scary uh traumatic and life-changing ever since and so i had ptsd at a very young age um and then things that happened in my life uh between 2012 and 2013 um uh gave me more kind of kind of in like kind of brought out some of that ptsd that i had hidden um some of it had to do with my mom having cancer when i was a child and when she died of it as in when i was an mm. adult um and so like I had this condition and it was so bad. I was so bad by the end of 2015 that I decided to go to counseling. And um, the first day I was in there, they said, all right, you got PTSD. And I just talked about it and talked about things and talked about things and talked about things just to get it out, just to get it regurgitated to a professional. Um, and so after doing that, having those sessions, uh, I was giving, you know, kind of like tools to uh, to Overcome. deal with PTSD because there is no like it's like I had it at such a young age and then I had it again. Well, situations that cause it like it's hard to like kind of get rid of it. So it's like it's part of my personality. Even the happiest I've ever been with myself. Uh, as far as physically was 2008. And I remember even being that that time, 2008, uh, I was doing a lot and I was very involved in a lot of things, but I still had trouble mentally. Mm. And I don't, I didn't know why, but I just did. And it's because I have PTSD. So it's like, it's a, it's a syndrome that some people can get over maybe, but it's, it's, it can be with you for your entire life from when you have it. It's kind of always yeah. there. So like I was given, I was given guidance on what to do to, to work with that, um, to work, to do things. So like it was working on the PTSD, but what it, and I'll tell you what the things were in a second, yeah. but what yeah. it also did was it had me work on other things that may, brought more positivity to my life. 
Um, for instance, so one of the tools was, and my mom used to be on my ass about this too, was to just get organized, um, have a clean house, you know, personal care, just keeping up with myself and keeping up with my actual environment. And that brought some, especially like after my mom died and getting all of her stuff, right? Because I didn't have, like, my family didn't really want her stuff. So I, like, dude, so much stuff, clothes, pictures. And then we're talking about my stuff from when I was a kid, you know, elementary school, old grades, my clothes, you know, it's like being alone, having to go through that stuff was very difficult. But yeah, um, so this is what I'll get to right here in a second. This was recently last year. So I started doing that stuff, organizing myself, getting like getting better established with myself starting in 2016. And it and it helped me out a lot. But last year I was able to do a lot more and I actually got to go through um all of this paperwork that my mom had saved from when I was a kid. And so what it showed me was that here, I'll show you right now. So hey, real real quick while you're getting it out, I just want to let everybody know we will get back to sports talk, but we we here at the Fence Tailgate, we truly believe that mental health matters. And and you know, with what was being said and the discussions and the topics that we we have going on in Miami fan base right now, there's a lot of hate being spread and there's a lot of a lot of people calling people's names and questioning who they are and questioning their abilities and and um, you know, it's it's one of those things that we I, I I care about. I care about you as a fan. I care about you as a person. I love everybody. But I, we will be getting back to sports toward the end of this. But Tom, go ahead and share some of the things that you've gotten to um, help you through your PTSD. So that pink shirt behind me that has a breast cancer, it says 1991 next to it. That's when my mom was diagnosed mm -hmm. with cancer. Okay. I have awards from one year later, 1992. And then a year later after that, 1993, okay? These are at totally different schools. I went to four elementary schools, mm, okay? Mm. And so I remember getting these awards. And all these awards are for imp academic improvement, getting along with others, um, improved behavior. Every, a lot of it was around, and I'll get to, like, I'll, see, I'll let you see how this all correlates soon. A lot of it was around my behavior and then what I actually had control of, because I didn't have control over where I was living. Yeah. I didn't have control over my situation. I was like six years old, seven years old, but I did have control of school and I did really, really well while dealing with extremely difficult circumstances at house, at my mm -hmm. house. And so I, I remember getting these awards, but I, but I forgot what they were for, right? I was in elementary school. So mm -hmm. last year, when I was going through all that stuff and when I was using the tools that I gained from counseling to organize yeah. and go through stuff and like, so like going through that stuff and organizing and going through, it was kind of like massaging my brain. Like it, mm -hmm. it allowed me to keep my hands busy. So it allowed me to make my mind kind of free and I was kind of mm -hmm. on autopilot. So it allowed me to relax, throw on some music you know, like keep my hands busy, but not busy work. And it, and, yeah, it, and yeah, it yeah. brought forth these awards that yeah. I for, didn't even know I had. So yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, that's why I framed all of them because I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, all right, I'm using these tools that the counselor gave me. And I came across records of me doing this as a child to also get through situations and like, what I'm trying to say is like when you when you really start working on yourself, 
and you focus on how you can improve as a person and what you can do to become a better person, when you mm-hmm. really, really, really start focusing on that and doing mm-hmm. it, there's going to be things that come into your life mm-hmm. that you did not realize were going to happen. And they're not yeah. going to happen the same way unless you really focus. And I'm not saying it, it can't be maybe as a little selfish, but I mean, really, really, really put the effort to try to become better and understand who you are. And like these things will come to you, like these positive things will come to you yeah. from that. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know when I found these. And yeah. um, another example is, so, and I'm not trying to brag here. I'm trying to show you I have experience with this and it's yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. So um, this this is an award I won for, uh, it was for an instru- for being an instructor. It was at mm-hmm. math, but it was being an instructor of math. Mm-hmm. I won it two months after my mom died. Mm. And like, I was like, I was pretty much numb. Like after mm-hmm. she died, I was just, I was just mm. numb. But I, when I would go to work as a math tutor, um, it, it, it freed me as a person. Like it, it allowed me to stop thinking of all that stuff. And I excelled so well at it because I was helping people and I was getting good feedback and I was having yeah. this positivity come towards me and I did so well at it that I won an award. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I did that in 2013, but I was also doing that in 1992. Yeah. So it's like, what I'm trying to say is like, you have it, everybody has it in them to do really, really well, regardless of the situation. Yeah. And when you start to, when you like, it's not, I don't know how much it is believing in yourself where it is finding who you are, finding what makes you better, like do the things that make you better. And I tell people this all the time, because when you really start doing that, there's going to be things that happen that you never could never foresee. Yeah. So, and and you bring up a good point on the academic side and the accolades and the affirmation that you were given by just the sheer uh, fact of winning those awards. It helps you focus on the good and the, the small amounts of joy and the things that the memories that force you to be happy and to realize that you are somebody well for a lot of people uh mainly the people that we talk about on this show a lot of their avenue is sports i know growing up my mom used to say that the only way i could take out my anger productively was to go run and so i ended up being a cross country and track runner ran 100 miles <laughs> hey, he but, 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 like forrest gump sports, yeah but sports, <laughs> sports is a big avenue for people to let out their anger to let out their yeah uh, their, their their emotions and things like that and take it out on the opponent and it's a it's a healthy a healthy competition but the the sports being aside i, I you touch on something that i really want to hit on is that there's little things in life that you can hold on to and remember in times of sorrow in times of sadness in times of darkness in your life and just remember that you were you are special. You were special then and you're special now. You just mentioned the 10 year gap, 2013 or 20, uh, tw- yeah, 20 year gap between your awards. Like you were special then, you're special now. And anybody out there, we at the Fence Tailgate, we're here for you. If, if, if we get under your skin because of something we said and you really just need to have it out because you're having, you know, you just can't deal with your anger and it's really, really sitting sideways in you, get on here with us, man. Talk it through. I'm here for you. I will talk to you till I'm blue in the face. My wife will divorce me because I talked to you so long if you need it. And and Tonk's there for you too. And so is El Capitan and so is Brandon. And so is Big Kev and so is Oz. All of us here at the Penn Tailgate are here for you. And we get to watch athletes every day that 
yeah, and Twitter. If you need help on Twitter too, please reach out. My Facebook is I'll share that on another day and, and but I'm sure Tonk will do the same. But my um every day we get to watch people play a sport that may be their therapy. And so this is this is where I want to bring this all back to the center. Over the last week, really, not even week, ever since Sunday, since the Tennessee game, in this fan base, I see people attacking each other more than I've ever seen. I've seen people attacking this team, members of this team, all the way up to the front office, people attacking them, people attacking the guys like us that are doing this for a living for you guys, people getting attacked because of their opinions. Okay, it's mm-hmm. their opinion. If you start shutting down and making somebody feel their opinion is obsolete, that's what starts the domino effect of questioning mm-hmm. who they are as a person, questioning their identity, questioning what is what makes them them. Are they wrong? And are they are they upset? You know, it's okay. It's one hundred percent okay to be mad. It's one hundred percent okay to be upset. It's one hundred percent okay to disagree. It's okay to not be happy. It's okay to not be on the same page as somebody else, but it's not okay to try and drag them through the dirt. It's not okay to be a Twitter uh, battler, a Twitter, Twitter warrior, or a keyboard warrior and saying stuff that you're never going to have to deal with the repercussions because you're probably never going to see that person. That's not okay. All this name, name calling, all this questioning people's knowledge, questioning people's ability, questioning their fandom, questioning their skill set, all that needs to stop, guys. We are a Miami Dolphins fan base. We love the Dolphins. We need to love each other as much as we love our team. Because at the end of the day, what will get everybody through mental health problems, PTSD, and things of that nature is love. And it's love from those around them. It's a love for themselves. And it's a love for the, the, just the sheer fact that people care about them. It creates, uh, it cre- I'm sure there's some scientific thing that, it, I know, you know, hugs release the dopamine. There's, there's so many things that love can, can produce. And in a fan base like us right now where we are split, I just want everybody to start loving each other again. We're the Dolphins. We're from the Sunshine State. We're supposed to be all about love. And I am seeing way too much hate the last couple of days on this Dolphins fan base, on all the podcasts I've listened to, uh, just people tearing each other apart, people getting off, storming off, getting out of the chat because they're just so mad. We should. We, it's okay to be mad but we still need to respect each other. We still need to love each other. And we at the Fence Tailgate love everybody. We may not agree with what you have to say, but I promise you that none of us here will ever drag your name through the mud. None of us will ever try and stab you in the back. None of us are ever going to call your your identity into question and who you are as a person. That's not what we're about. We're here to help y'all. This mental health segment was all about, I felt the need that we, we just want to let y'all know that we're here for you. We're not here to badmouth other shows we're not here to badmouth the fandoms or other fan bases we're not here to badmouth each other we may not agree on everything and it provides healthy discussion and healthy arguments but that's what the point of the the conversation is and as a fan base it's okay to have those conversations but it's not okay to be mean to each other guys like that's it's 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 okay to be upset with somebody but you don't have to respond with hate you can respond with okay it's okay to disagree respond with love you know the little moments of joy and the little moments of love go a long way to somebody that may not get much of that in their life. And if they're the person that said something and it just got taken wrong and they never really reached out and it's their first time and they put something on the keyboard and they hit send and all of a sudden they've got people coming out of the woodworks calling them names, telling them they're stupid, threatening their family, threatening who they are. Like, how is that good? It's not. 
those people that get the courage to finally say something, finally speak out, those people don't have the same courage as we do, or they're not built from the same uh, cloth that we are to get on here and talk to you all like this. But when people finally get the courage to do that, or people that have been doing this for a long time, and you want to go out and you want to question who they are and their knowledge and their, whether they, you know, you're basically judging them and telling them they're lying about watching football and they don't really know what they're talking about, or, or you're, that's a stupid opinion or that's ignorant. That all needs to stop, guys. We just want to promote love. We love the Miami Dolphins. That's what this is about. This is the Finns tailgate, which is the fans tailgate, because all the fans of the Dolphins are the best. They're the best around the country, and I want to get us back to just loving on each other, guys. I'm off my soapbox talk. You go ahead take away. I'm going to take a breath for a minute. I mean, you know, like, you know, CTE is becoming a bigger study uh, when it comes to uh, football. And, I mean, the, uh, the NFL, even uh, they passed that, that lawsuit, um, $2 billion or how many billion dollars for CTE, you know? Yeah, and I remember. What's his uh, name exactly from the Lions? Uh, yeah. Um, what's his name? Megatron. Um, yeah, Calvin Johnson. Yeah, he. I think that yeah. was one of the reasons he retired was CTE. Yeah. And then some of the players that have killed themselves. Well, you, uh, Richard Sherman was, you know, yeah. I remember he had some trouble – yeah. Um. I don't know. It's like a year ago or something, or almost a year ago. But you know, it's like there's a lot that goes into that. You know, these head traumas, and that's why I'm, I'm one of the reasons I'm happy to see it becoming more offensive. And you know, like I don't know, man. I don't know how much longer it can. You know, like without it improving more to be less harmful to players. I don't. I don't see how much. Like how. Well. How long is this work going to last? So, yeah, so this is like becoming more a, and a more of an yeah, issue. Yeah. Yeah. So, here's my thing is my dad says this all the time, and, I, and he, it's hard to disagree with them. You know, they used to play with leather helmets and they were called the leatherheads. And they, <laughs> they, um, they didn't get the concussion or they weren't documented enough, but they didn't lead with their head. Okay. So, now, and my dad always talks about how they're trying to improve the helmets and everything. Hey, those of y'all that are just tuning in, Please like, subscribe, share. We yeah, covered a little bit you. of everything tonight, um, but we are here for y'all, and we just like to see more of y'all. But um, all that being said, uh, the no matter how good the helmet is, you can't stop the brain from moving inside the head. Yeah. You just can't do it. So the the bigger the athletes, the harder they hit, the faster they are, the more this is going on inside your head. And that's what, you know, juniors say, yeah, the guy, I, I, man, I should have looked up his name. The 49ers linebacker, he was 25 years old, retired after like his third year. And he was all by all accounts going to be an all pro. And, and uh, there's been people that have recognized that. Okay. As Antonio Brown said, there's more to life than football. And right. the, the head trauma is getting bad. And I, and you know, my go back to no. Yeah, guys, for real, the, the links right there. It's a, uh, he just put it up on the screen. I'm trying to point to it like y'all can see and shit. But I want to talk about anything. We, at this point, we're bringing it up to an open forum. Uh, we want to talk about more mental health, dolphins. You want to talk about Miami Heat. You want to talk about the Marlins. We got it. Bring it in. You, you got bro. something you want to talk about? Bring it on up. Yeah, yeah. But um, so back to my point, though, is the head trauma. You know, it is causing – it is becoming – yeah, I don't want to say a pandemic, but it's been coming. It's becoming a pandemic for the guys that have retired that played this game for their entire career, ten years, and left after right. You're hearing guys every year talk that CTE contributed to their death or their psychosis or whatever it was that you know they weren't their themselves, similar to Alzheimer's and and dementia. Like CTE is on that in my mind in football, CTE is on that level now as Alzheimer's and dementia because of what it's done to some of the greats of this game. Some of the people that are dying way before their time are taking their own life because they're just messed up in the head. 
And yeah, you're right, man. It begs the question, you know, how much longer does the NFL got? But you know, it's never going away. There's too much money into it. I just maybe they'll well, maybe they'll take away well, tackling, so turn it into the National Flag Football I, League. I saw this. Uh, I was watching PTI. That's like my favorite show. Um, they were talking about that, and I didn't look up the stat, but I think it was Mike Wilbon who talked about it. That um, younger kid, like like. Football at a young order, age is yeah, becoming yeah, – yeah. it's not happening anymore. Like, it's almost yeah. becoming into, like, middle school to where yeah. kids are allowed to start doing tackle football. So, like, how what what's that progression going to be? Is that going to keep going all the way to high school? Yeah. You know, maybe college? Like, is there going to be a threshold? Um, and, you know, like, I mean, I am kind of for that. Like, I am – I'm kind of – I'm not going to say I, I can't be against that. Because yeah. I want to see this sport last. I really do. I love yeah. it. Um, Dude, I think we it were, makes, you know, it's good. It makes a lot of money. It we, it, it brings people out of poverty, you know, yeah, generations yeah. of people, you know, yeah. it's, it you know, it's a good uh, release. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good. Like males, like it's, it's, you know, it's like, we need, like, we can't be losing all this stuff, but we can't be losing our players at the same time. So they're going to have to, I mean, it's, it's, it's it's like it's sustainability honestly yeah, it's sustainability yeah. in the sport and, well you're talking that, about you talking about sustainability um sustainability in the sport and all around but i just want to Miami dolphins to sustain some wins man i want to get back to i want to get back to the dolphins really quick because that is what we're talking about we're talking about football how long is it gonna how long is it gonna be around you know the concussions the cte and everything that everything that's going through with that the mental health all of that stuff we've covered it all so or like a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> so I do get back, but to the dolphins, you know, how long are they going to wait? How long are we going to see sustained mediocrity? How long are we going to see sustained play at the quarterback position that is mediocre? How long are we going to see sustained play at the running back position that's just non-existent? I mean, wh- how long are the dolphins going to sit where they are right now? Are we going to do something to get out of it? As, are us as fans, going to be forced to riot or to boycott, you know, before they finally get us into the playoffs at least and just with a chance to actually win the playoff game. But, you know, we, we started this whole thing with Tua, and this, this comes back to – I just want to bring this back full circle to you, Tonk. Um, you know, we've had a little bit to chit-chat about some other things and maybe got to, to process some thoughts and that, that safe of yours back in the back. But so back – is – do you have faith that the Dolphins are going to – get out of this definition of insanity, this circle that we keep going in over and over again, doing the same thing, expecting something different. It's just always the same. Are we going to see another off season where we sit pat and we don't do anything different than what we've been doing? Um, I think if they get Joe Flacco, we're not. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, you I believe that we can, game. but like I said, I think it's a more holistic measure. I think we need to look at the team that we have right now and see what can we do instead of spending a whole bunch of money. Um, you know, like the largest cap space, like big deal. Have, I think it's Tom Brady right is now. known for taking less money. You know, yeah, so they can spend to money win. On like it, we don't have a Tom not, Brady. You like you, you could try to buy a championship, but it's not going to work. Um, 
so like I don't I you know I don't they worked in Tampa Bay they bought Brady they bought Gronk they bought Anthony like he left he left the they wanted to come down he, he could go wherever he wants they threw him the most money so technically they bought him well yeah I mean, but I think he wanted to work with Bruce Arians I think Bruce Arians had something to do with that. Um, Bruce, Arians Bruce, Arians, no, Bruce Arians is a good quarterback yeah, coach. He's he did good at Arizona. I, I get, I get. And that. they, if they didn't have those injuries, like two injuries, yeah. like two yeah. quarterbacks down, yeah. Like, well, how, you can't like so. So, so, um, I do want to ask you this, but not to just to jump too far off topic. Same, same little instance, but so I watched Flores go at to a during the game, and there's reports and rumors out there that they got into it after the game. So would you rather see, as the fan that you are, would you rather see Flogo or Tua go? Yeah, exactly. Tua. You think Tua? See, and I and I asked this point, I asked this question on our uh, our gloves off for Tua segment the other day. I said the cap and the other people in the the room. I think it was uh, EM or no, it was Go Time Dolphins Geo. Is it, it's it's much easier, isn't it, to rebuild what is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's much easier to rebuild with with a quarterback the than same a coach and getting a new quarterback than it is to keep the quarterback and get a new coach. Yeah. Wouldn't you think it's easier to let the quarterback yeah, go absolutely. and keep the coach? I mean he's put in three years record, uh, for right? right now, yes. For this circumstance, yes. Okay. Yes. So um, is do you do you foresee any circumstances that where we get rid of flow and keep to it? No, I don't think that's going to happen. I really hope not. I really I don't hope think not. it's going to happen. I, I think, uh, like I said I before, think, I think Flo's great. I think this is this is Flores' last chance, though. If they yeah. get a new quarterback, this is it for him. So, like I don't, don't see them keeping him anymore if they get another quarterback so what and if, it what still if, doesn't work. What if he gets another season with Tua and it's the same place we are right now? Does he get fired? No, or get they... rid of Tua. Get rid of Tua. Still, so you think regardless of what happens next season with Tua's here or not, he's he's gone if we don't do anything. That's fair. That's fair. I I, I can't disagree with you too much, but I just don't think Tua. I mean, I haven't here. really been. I was I was like you know I was kind of over. I mean, I was showing a little bit more support than I actually feel for Tua a couple weeks yeah. ago. I was making all yeah. that bet. I was just trying to be supportive, but I don't yeah. really think. Well, because I don't really think he's that good of a quarterback. Anyways. Well, and. Well, and that goes to my don't. point. You, you know why you were supporting him? Because you a Miami Dolphins. Well, yeah, fan. exactly. Like Miami I was like, Dolphins. I'm gonna put the, I'm gonna yeah. put the vibes out, but I just yeah. don't think that he's. I don't like, and I, and I mean, I wish he was. Like, I, like I, I don't want to see him get traded around, but you know, I just, I don't know. I don't see him being the quarterback. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that spark. Uh, that's gonna be, you know, game winning drive. Uh, well, <laughs> I think he ha- I, I, I agree I agree he doesn't have that spark at all. Listen, I, I, I was on earlier. Listen, guys, I was on earlier today. Uh did like a special episode kind of a little bit about it. And um, you know, the fan base is pretty divided. You guys did some good talk about some mental health stuff. I do notice that uh after a after a terrible performance by Tua, that you know. 
even the Tua non that runs around on Twitter yeah. that that's pretty uh pretty at your Tua throat non? at time. Yeah, it's everywhere, oh, like bro. The real deal. Yeah, yeah it's, they, they call it they call it yeah, Tua right? non. They call it Tua non. Yeah, they call it Tua. That's right, dude. That's right. That's right. Even even Tua even Tua them have time. even they have calmed their temperament a little bit because uh it's hard to argue but good Tua supporters are still finding things um there's there's reason that i'm gonna go watch his film after you guys are done and uh and look at it he says that uh uh ennis who shout out ennis gave me that hat Love brother ennis. should be there yep. saturday man you got I, I sent ennis that hat guys i got um, ennis kind of hot earlier I know. I, I was talking that. to him about the Rodgers and everything. I know. Good I quarterbacks to make good players. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But you know, it. It. I get. I get. Everyone's actually. Look, I think. I think we're kind of moving to a position where everyone's like, either keep to it and do it the right way, or let's go friggin' all in and On trade the else. farm yeah. for somebody else, man. Yeah. And uh, man, man y'all, oh, real man. quick, I gotta, I gotta pause you, though, Capitan, because I know Tark's thinking the same thing. You look so damn sexy. You cleaned up. You got your hair looking good. Bro, I'm always looking, looking good, good, dog. Don't let the Ooh, good looks fool you. That's looking coming <laughs> out right now. Yeah, bro. just a little bit, dog. Just Ooh. a little bit. You know, I, I am getting point, scruffed. Though. But yeah. you know, the um, I know, Joe Rare got me blushing. Um, <laughs> the uh. You know, it's that's kind of what we're doing here at the Finn's Tailgate, and even with you guys. And you said this, you know, we want people to come in, we want them to get on, we want them to talk their smack. Uh, smack talk is welcome, guys, and, and fighting for what you believe in. You better is be able encouraged. to take it. If you give it though. That's right. On, you got to be able to me. take it and give it. If we're yeah. sitting here in this table in the comments and just you know dogging at someone. That's Man. we're we're willing to to take opinions. Um, yeah, and that's that's dope. Uh, we just don't want no like. like it's all love know, like, in the end, like, man. It's yeah, exactly. that's it. Love, dog. It's all about the love. You know, it's, it's a good stuff. I just want to know why I'm the only one drinking liquid. I don't ever see y'all drinking anything, bro. I got. I don't know how you guys ain't right like uh, getting so parched. Hey, I'm, a, I'm a professional mother effing talker. Yeah, dog. Bro. What you so talking about? Talk. Yeah, I can talk, brother. <laughs> I can talk. I can talk. Professional singer too. Well, yeah, I can't yeah. say professional. Nobody's ever paid me to talk just yet. Yeah. So. Well, I'll be. I'm a professional dancer in my second job. Witness. <laughs> you catch me down. Nap uh, Tampa ain't that far, dog. Dude, Tampa we ain't that far. The they wrote that movie the about me. You need to get the taste, man, of the magic, dance movie. Magic Adam. When you had yeah, your little yeah. cell phone and you would throw it on the bed, he'd be like, beep, 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 beep. I don't know what you're talking about. What you? I, what'd you say? I couldn't hear you. I was thinking about how awesome I was in my magic mic. Go ahead. No, no. It's <laughs> hey, you got you got Tonk over here looking super slick, baby. Yeah, yeah. No, he always. Always, dude. I like the rock as a goatee. What do you? He's born. He's born in Florida, like me, bro. Well, you weren't. You were in Georgia, but he grew up in Florida. You don't really grow facial hair unless you live in the north for like ten years, man. It takes some time. You've been in yeah, the north a couple I'm, years. Like you'll get there. Years, yeah, yeah, in about ten years, you'll get it. By, yep, you, but you'll put. You'll have to put on like a couple of pounds. You got to get that girth too, man. You got to get it for the for the grow the beard. I got girth other places. I'm good. I'm I've embraced that life. I got me. I got me a gut now i got me you know i just let this go however i want you know dude i got a gut like you ain't look at that boy that's like a trombone listen man that's a dad bod for real see i'm a father figure yeah yeah hey, but i'm a dad so you know my girls exactly both y'all dads my, my, I'm my, the my, 
My wife says she needs a bigger teddy bear, so she she's all about letting me get bigger. As long as she stays looking fly like she is, I they want you to get want. bigger so you can't run away, dog. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it oh, is, that's man. Great. All right, but back to the Dolphins, y'all. We yeah, let's uh, let's yeah. get back on track. So listen, I had some points about the game, so just a little yeah. bit touching back to the Titans game and uh, Titans fans got to be feeling themselves pretty good sitting number one at the, yeah, in the see, entire I, AFC. I, I, yeah, I was like, oh damn. Listen, when when seal it by just winning when when the i i watched a little bit of the dolphins game the first half at the bowling alley over here because i like to do that at the first half of the game at least because it's awesome watching all the games i'm there just hanging out with peeps man that's how i get down but uh you know i'm watching i'm watching the the kc game too because i got i got uh Mahomes and tyreek on my fantasy team which tyreek didn't do me any favors but i'm watching I had T Higgins, which I don't know why I thought he could double down on the thing, but I had no other options, bro. My other options weren't good. Like it was, yeah, it was a rough, yeah. it was a rough playoff game. It cost me the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Cause if I would have won and the other guy would have lost, I would have snuck in and I would have taken the whole thing, bro. Cause that's oh. what I, we were in a bracket system. So hey, I lost to my wife by 70. So y'all, Listen, you know, whatever. The guy, I came back, yeah. I came back from being outside of third in two games to playing the guy and beating him back-to-back games to, to, to beat him, to give a chance to overjump the number one and number two to become number one in this league. But it didn't happen because he had Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase went mad. I know, bro. You showed me your thing. Yours is a slaughtering. Yo, let me get that money, dude. Jeez, bro. Your old lady's got that money, bro. That ain't going nowhere. Free wallet. We got free wallet coming up. Free Madden, free wallet. Free wallet. Yeah, yeah. Digital wallet too, guys. Get yeah. with the times, yeah, dog. My, Crypto, my, bro. My, get my, with my, the times, the America. Get with the times, dog. Digital. Digital. Um, but this team's anyhow. Back to this this team's this team uh did some didn't do itself very good favors with the with a young quarterback and the position they put himself in and all that stuff. But like I said before, guys, we were hoping to see Tua step up and be more than what he we is. want. Listen, everyone who's a Dolphins fan was digging the winning streak. And people who wins, didn't bro. like Tua came around on him and were like, okay, you know, we can win with, we, we can win with him. We're winning with him right now. But what we all wanted to see, and not I wouldn't call it fear. I would call it a desire that we wanted to see him rise above and be that quarterback we can go oh yeah that's him right there i want that patrick mahomes thing you know just, just goes up there yeah you sit up there superman i hate to say superman in it because can't you know it pissed me cam off newton. watching cam newton do it but in that's some that's ways carolina they love that i mean like ah, i just be a total mm-hmm. asshole in some way and i know yeah, that's, that's not as sucks now Oh, no, that's not why he sucks, bro. He, t- he went all the way to the Super Bowl. At least gave his fan base hope oh, for a stop. year. It doesn't I matter. I listen, and then looked at a fumble and said, I ain't jumping down that. Listen, the bottom line is, is it, and Cam was a flash in the pan because uh, Cam, the flash in the pan. Look at that. Watch out, dogs. I was a poet and didn't know it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Um, these, this is, this is not, this is not going to work for this fan base building a team this way for this kind of caliber of quarterback. They didn't give them an O-line. They didn't give them a run game. And in a game where it's kind of raining, they didn't run the ball and didn't well, run it often. But but you, back to my back to my point where yeah, I was coming back around yeah. is that they they haven't 
They've put themselves in this situation, and we wanted to see Tua rise above it. And they kind of almost manifest destiny in some type of way, and he failed. And now the flack is reinvested because here we are in a situation where there's going to be multiple top 10 quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Some of them are MVPs or will be MVPs again. All of that that are available to come to this franchise and turn this shit around, Mm -hmm. and we know it. There's just no way. No, Joe Flacco is like one more. Joe Flacco is one low hit. You, listen, if Joe Flacco comes back around, Brent, I would. I swear to God, dude, if he goes back around, I don't know what I'll do. You let me know what you want for Joe Flacco to be a good quarterback again, and I will. I will. I will pay it. You'd be like, yeah, dog. I want you know season you tickets to the Heat. I'm like done, dog. You got it. You won the Joe Flacco. Well, fucking let's bet. get some a little more regional to where I live. But yeah, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you could pick out like three games in Joe three Flacco different Miami sports that go up I want there. I, I'm going to go to the London game? No, 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 no. I meant in your market, dude. <laughs> he goes to the London game. <laughs> you said hey, in your market, dog. Yeah, the London game. Yeah. London game. Yeah. yeah, he's like, shit, bro. What do you think I got, man? I ain't that rich. I ain't even got rich. I'm broke uh, as hell. I'm, I don't even own my own nothing. I'll donate to the Venmo. You'll donate to the Venmo? Yeah. All right, I'll help you. Yeah, donate to the Venmo. Donate yeah, to his own ticket. Just put it on. Like, write it off. Yeah, yeah, we'll write it off. Donate to the Venmo or Cash App, guys. Help a brother out. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we can show put mine down there. Bit. Hey, y'all want to put mine scroll around? I, I no, nah, this is for the show, dog. Oh, yeah, like, we've been on for a while tonight, too. So, like really, it. guys, and, and we haven't even talked anything about that, and we're thankful that we finally made it over 100 subscribers. You know, the, the goal is 100 to 200 to on to 1,000 yeah. and hopefully on getting on here and getting it going. But, uh, you know, a lot of guys do donations on the shows, we, and that's how we, 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 we appreciate donations. There is a Cash App. There is a Venmo. That's cool. We also donate ourselves to our fan base. As you guys know, we give away Madden. I give mm-hmm. away cards. Mm-hmm. I gave away a hat. We give away all kinds of stuff. We're here for the embrace. When we have the tailgate parties and we're partying down at the games, you can come out and hang out with us, dog. That's what this whole thing's about. It's about connection. It's about bringing the fan base together. As you can see, I get a little squirrely with my fun time so much that I put guys like these these fools on here just chopping up their nonsense, getting it down, man. And that's what this is about. We want you to come on the show, introduce yourselves, give us your opinion because no opinion is wrong. Just someone who's willing to listen to someone else's opinion. That's the only wrong person, yeah. guys. Yeah. That's yeah. it. So get on here. I'm going to hop back out, guys. You continue on with what you're doing. Um, uh, go Dolphins, fools. So what I was going to say is for every hundred new uh, uh, subscribers. subscribers, we should do something like a trick. Yeah, yeah. Or something like, you know, I'd be hey, more, can, than, one, I'd be more hey. than happy to dump cold ice water over El oh. Captain's head. Like, I don't even, you don't even have to ask. Dude, we need to get the will of misfortune. But, you know, and just yeah, have a bunch of random things when we get to 100. Do, maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. I got, actually, I have a dartboard. It's a Spider-Man dartboard. So hey, maybe, as like, as I they, don't know, like, just, like, throw it behind me and it lay. But I don't know. I think we should do, for every 100 cool. subscribers, yeah. we'll do something yeah. cool. I'm not, I don't know yeah. what yet. And we'll yeah. come up with it. Every when we hit that next hundred, yeah, yeah. So for this hundred, I'll say the next hundred we gonna be like I'll 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 go jump in some really cold water. I'll do it. I've already done it. I'll do it. Um, 
but uh yeah i think we i think that would be a lot of fun i think that would uh i think that's cool man hey dude i'll I'll tell you we get to 50 likes on any of our videos for drop the mic you get us 50 likes i'll I'll defeat the person number 50 i'll give you something i'll I'll figure out something i got some cool cards and stuff some collectibles i give away so yeah uh, this is cool man like the video subscribe to the channel share our stuff man we we just we we just want to love on y'all more and the more people that share it the more people that like it the more people that subscribe the more that we get to just flourish and give back to y'all as a community and and remember man the fins tailgate it's the fans tailgate y'all it just Mm -hmm. happens to be the fins tailgate because we love the miami dolphins so much but this is the tailgate party that never stops and i'm i'm telling you guys the more the more of y'all that come on, the more fun we're going to have because we got to start getting some different questions and personalities. And, you know, I, I know I, I got some goofiness that comes out every now and then, you know, talk just looks goofy. So that works out good. So, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But Tony, you got anything else you want to discuss tonight? Because my kids are starting to chitter chatter back there. Oh, uh, I thought I heard something. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm good. I mean, um, so when, we'll, we'll, when are you trying to, when are you trying to do more of these like Wednesdays or weekends? I think so. So, uh, El Capitan talked about Wednesdays and Thursdays. Wednesdays will be drop the mic. Thursdays is eventually going to be nine innings with Mike on the mic and talk. Um, so that'll be our baseball show. And that'll be hopefully, you know, my dad brought up a good point. You know, instead of a two hour show, we might just make it a full length of a baseball game, do a three hour show with about 20 minutes each hour where we may play a recorded interview or maybe something recorded that we did research and a topic or reading an article, whatever. But uh, it'll be Wednesdays and Thursdays. Wednesdays is going to be drop the mic. And then, uh, uh, Thursdays will be nine innings with Mike on the mic and Tonk. And then we're going to have cash and tickets with Big Kev, Brandon the Bookie, and Oz. We got the Finn's tailgate, which is everybody that Chris El Capitan can get on. Um, and, man, y'all don't don't forget to go watch TD Finn's talk and, and uh, clock blockers and, and all the, the Miami Dolphins tailgate podcasts and everything that we have going on out here in Miami. But – um, Tonk, it was a pleasure, man. Today was today was a good time. I'm really uh, thank you so much for sharing your your PTSD mm-hmm. troubles. And um, man, I just look forward to next week getting to catch it up and hash it up with you one more time, man. All right, dude. Yeah. Cool.